Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good afternoon, or good morning as the case may be in some parts of the world. You've got Andy Kimball here, and we are going to have Mr. Who do we have here? Lloyd Booker. Here we go. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, man. How's life? Yeah, how's things going in Philadelphia, IA, today? Yeah, well, we can get to that, but this is the, uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a sec, but this is the, uh, Andy Kimball and Lloyd Booker, uh, Ebony, myself, and Ivory, which is you, coast to coast, Philadelphia, and La La Land, California, for all of you people that are listening to us. So, yeah, everything, every, everything's, everything is everything over here. It's the way that it's been since um, the advent of the coronavirus and riots and protests, which are still going on. It's hot as hell here. I mean, and it's hot. But, um yeah, what about you, Doc? A beautiful day here in L.A. You know, it's not too hot, not too, you know, it's probably about 80, 78, 80, 82 maybe. And um, a beautiful day. And, uh, you know, of course, I've been paying attention to the news, and that's what we do here um, on the show. We we are news junkies, and we report what we see, hear, read, and what we we report on conversations that we have with other people on the show as well. Um yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, lots, lots, lots happening. I mean, it's only, what's today, Wednesday? It's only Wednesday. And, you know, it's just unbelievable. You wake up every single day and you just got to scratch your head and say, what? What? Well, you know, you know I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you said it because, man, I'm, the, the days, I don't know how it is for you, but the days are beginning to blend in if they haven't already for myself and for some other people. It seems like there's no differentia- differentiation the days have begun to bleed into one another. And so it seems like in some cases one long monotonous Monday or weekend in some cases would have it. So, yeah, I I, I just wanted to, yeah, it is Wednesday. So in some (laughs) cases it might be Wednesday night and Wednesday morning, but yes, it is Wednesday, the middle of the week. And, uh, Hey, you know what? The date, the date is July the twenty second. Ooh, good, good golly! Do you tomorrow. believe it? Isn't that something? We're, Isn't that something? Getting ready to go into August. I don't just I can't don't believe say, it. I, I don't want to say. I don't want to keep. You know, it's like if you keep talking it, it'll push it into. Uh, it'll push it into existence. But do me a favor, dog. Go ahead and drop some of that network on me, man, so that people can get a little taste of that, and let's and let's get back into this thing. I, okay, I'll I'll want to do that, and um, just before I do, just before it leaves my mind, because you're more familiar with this than I am, I think, wouldn't we normally, normal normal circumstances, right now, looking at the end of July, when would normally the baseball All Star Game be? Wouldn't that be coming up soon? Is that you know, under normal circumstances, and and that's a good lead in because we have a young man with the Minnesota Twins coming on, Nat, Nate, 
up next, uh, 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 Bollinger from the Minnesota Twins, for those of you baseball and sports fans. But let me see. The season would have started, oh, man, that's a good one. The season would have started, I think, in normally in April, in April or, or May. In April. In April. And, yeah, April. We, would, we would be coming up. We would be coming on the up normally break. on the All-Star All-Star break. break. Yeah, mid-season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And we didn't even have a we're going to we're going to be talking sports more in depth in on future shows but uh as a matter of fact we're going to dedicate some shows to sports talk um but uh but for right now we're just you know we do have a a baseball Minnesota Twins uh, and Nate uh, Bollinger's coming on to talk us about baseball about his take on what's going on about what uh, changes and shifts in the league schedules and so forth. Uh we're going to talk about that later yeah. on today but yeah cuz you know uh, as like getting back to what we were saying before is we wake up every day here and you scratch your head and you're and you're and you're mad as hell. Bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the streets. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to riot. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I want you to get up right now. Get up, go to your windows, open them, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Things have got to change. Yes. So well said. So well done. Peter Finch, Network. 1976. Yeah. Yes, yes. And you know, and, and, uh, and, and relevant still today, bro. Today, yeah. You know, uh, Lloyd. I think uh, you were you were uh, not with us early on in yesterday's show, but I was talking about and also posted some things on Facebook um, that I think that this show, Coast to Coast, needs to sponsor and get behind a a, a real day, a real time, where we all go to our windows. We open them. We go to our cars if we're in them. We open them, and we yell out, "I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore." And you know, someday in September, and we'll talk about it. We'll get it together. We'll do some publicity. We'll get some people to help us with publicity. And um, okay. and, and and I think you know, as we get to the closer to the election, because that's the tone of this country. I think we're all mad. I mean, not not just folks who are like-minded to you and I, but there's folks uh, who think differently than you and I about the state of the country and about coronavirus being a hoax and, and Trump being, you know, God's gift to president, so to speak, if there was such a thing. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And and they're made as hell as well. And in all due respect to the, the folks that that are in that ballpark, so to speak, uh, we all need to raise our windows and and yell, "We're made as hell!" And you know, let some and vent. We need to vent, vent. I'm made as hell, and yeah. I'm not going to take it anymore. Uh, you better believe it. it. You better believe <laughs> it. And and Adela, I mean, you. It, 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 and we're not joking. I mean, it might be said with tongue and cheek, but you're absolutely right. Whether it's the virus, whether it's the riots, whether it's the fact of defunding the police and reallocating the monies, the billions and billions of dollars that have gone to law enforcement in this country, wherein our cities uh, have turned into uh, uh, armed armed camps. And let's be honest about that. What what you just played, it has relevance because he said you're afraid to go out in the street. I mean, here it was in Portland, which is a predominantly uh, 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 white city that had people getting hit upside the head by armed, uh, by, by soldiers. And for the president to state that if you don't get yourself together, I got them here for you. I got something for you. And he mentioned it to not only Portland, but check this out. And even in the day's paper, and you were talking about Philadelphia, he told uh, the mayor and the police commissioner here, Tom Fennehy, and uh, the police commissioner that uh, I got law enforcement here to come into the city. And they were, like, scratching their head the same way in Portland, like, whoa, hold up, man. Hold up. Wait a minute. We didn't ask for that. And we don't want them here because it's not going to do nothing but just add to the problems that we already have. And he is ignoring everything. We're going to call him for all intents of I'm going to call him for all intents of a better, uh, better term, King Cheeto, King Agent Orange. Even said in November, even if he ends up perceived the perception to be if he lost the election, don't be surprised. I didn't lose it. I might just stay here against the will of the people because I'm going to have this thing checked out if by some impossible God-given thing that it looks like I might have lost. I might not have lost. And and he's telling you, get ready. I mean, here we are. Yeah, here we are. Hold on. Two seconds. And the fact that schools will not start in this country on time, and they're talking about the depths already of, of some teachers. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. already, ha- already had some summer school teachers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, so um, uh, we've reached uh, for the second time uh, 1,000 American deaths in one day yesterday. Nah, nah, yeah, 1,000. 1,000. And um, the president says that uh, uh, he's very impressed with how we're handling this. And um, it will, again, again, he said it will disappear. Um, You know, I heard somebody, I forget which commentator, is a comedy one of those late night, uh, but I'll repeat it. This Mm. isn't from me. I I wish I could take credit for it, but I can't. Um, Who said, uh, it was Oliver. What's Anyway, but uh, he said, you know, I can see it now. The president, uh, you know, a a year from now, standing uh, at the podium all by himself because everybody else in America died at saying, I told you, I told you it would eventually disappear. You know, (laughs) that, that, that ain't funny, but but check this. I, I, but I understand what you're saying. But but believe yeah. it or not, 
he has a strike court. This is in the um, the uh, Philadelphia Daily Enquirer. Mm-hmm. Obviously, our radio program and you in particular, Andy Kimball, uh, along with me, as much mm-hmm. as I can uh, uh, pull us uh, pull us up. We actually must have. He must have been listening to us because he actually has striked a different tone. It says Trump shifts tone. Says pandemic will probably get worse before it gets better. And so for him to say that when the yeah. whole time, when the whole time he's been uh, uh, minimizing what has happened here, President Donald Trump walked to the lectern in the White House briefing room alone Tuesday attempting to single-handedly hit the reset button on the public blame he is facing for not controlling the novel coronavirus pandemic three months after he abandoned the daily virus briefings and attempted to turn the country's attention to what he described as the great American comeback, Trump's low-key appearance before reporters seemed to be a tactic admission that his previous strategy had not worked. Notice I said that. We are in the process of developing a strategy that's going to be very powerful. But it will probably, unfortunately, get worse before it gets better. There you go. So for those people that did not think even your, uh, uh, your king, Agent Orange, your king Cheeto, is telling you that it's going to get worse, before it's get it before it gets better, and believe you me, it's not going to affect him, because him and his family and his friends that he's getting out of jail, because of what? Because of the coronavirus. See, a lot of people don't understand that. He pulled his buddies out of here. They said, "Listen, man, for you and I, don't took the rap. So get me out of here before I get this thing." And what did he do? He said, "No problem. I have you out of there as quick as quick and in a flash." And he did. So. There. Yeah. So now, pick it up from there, dog. Yeah, so unbelievable. We're going to move on. We have some things to talk about in today's show as well, and that is, uh, I don't know, those of you who, who read or seen the New York Times, um, uh, yeah, Tuesday, yesterday, I guess it was, because uh, I was, you know, going to talk about <laughs> some other things in today's show, and, um, you know, you breathe through the Times, you, you watch the uh, CNN clips and the audios and the you know, Fox News and so forth, and lo and behold, out of the New York Times jumps a um, feature article. What does the article say? It has been confirmed that Donald say? Trump. What Talk to yeah, ready? You ready? Here we go. Here we go. Hold your breath because yeah, I want everybody to be sitting down. I want an international audience to be sitting down and get ready to say I'm mad as hell. We're on pins and needles, dog. Drop and, it. and I want it's you to loaded. call me after I say this at 515-605-9888, right? Be the, be the third caller, and Lloyd and I might even get you something. 515-605-9888 is our call-in number. But here's what the New York Times article said. Donald Trump recruited the United States ambassador to go to British authorities and try to bring him the British Open to his failing golf resort in Scotland using the power of the United States presidency, the power of the United States embassy in Britain to recruit personal favor for his own financial gain. Done. Confirmed positively done what happens the vice the assistant um ready well okay woody woody johnson who's the assistant to the uh, ambassador uh, uh, who's been a political you know been been there for many administrations he finds out about this and raises a stink about it and um he also goes and gives i'm going to play some audio clips a little bit later on the show but he goes and gives a talk 
at the same time to uh, and compliments um, Barack Obama when this particular guy, Woody Johnson, was the ambassador to Senegal and complimented the great job that Barack Obama did when he was there. What happens after saying that, after complimenting Barack Obama, and also after racing us think about the how ethical it is to recruit the uh, the Brits to bring Donald Trump the uh, British Open, he gets fired. You mean you mean unethical, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, how yes. unethical it is? Yeah, yeah. He he gets how fired. Unethical. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he, uh, you're you, right. No, no. Yeah. No, no, no. I know Donald Trump's wine. How ethical? I'm very. It's fine. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> oh, oh, how ethical it is for him to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, cause, cause, any, anyway, cause yeah. So he he he's fired. He's fired. Let's let's you know. Let's hear. Um, you know. Uh, I you know. I want to hear. If I can't get over this too. I played this over and over again in my in 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 my uh, in my. Kate here, my cues, my audio cues, but listen to this. This is Ray Clamato. If you are Donald Trump, if you are a businessman with failing properties, uh, a lot of them that lose a lot of money, but you now have the powers of the country's highest office at your disposal, well, sure, call up your hand-picked ambassador and tell him that what he needs to do as your ambassador is he needs to get the British government to get the British Open moved to your golf tournament. Uh, move to your golf club, which is losing money. I mean, what's the point of rewarding one of your biggest campaign fundraisers with this sweet ambassador gig in London if he can't use the ambassadorship, he can't use his job as a U.S. ambassador to try to drum up business for you and the kids? The president has been trying to get away with stuff like this throughout the time that he has been in office. Oh... You know what? Oh. Hold on a minute. I want to say something, and, and but but we're going to stay on topic. Listen, let's be honest. Uh, uh, King, the Teflon Don, Cheetos, King Agent Orange, he figures, shit, this is my country. And so the deal is I'm going to do what I want. I want to get my buddies out of prison. I want to make sure that I'm taken care of, regardless of, of, of what everybody says with taxpayers' money. And then on top of that, if I lose in November – I didn't really lose wink wink because why? I'm gonna make sure that uh, I'm gonna make sure that I win regardless of what you say. And so the deal is, and, and and you're gonna do what I say. You're gonna open up schools against uh, against all scientists, against all experts. You're gonna open up these schools and and you're gonna do what I'm telling you. You don't have to wear a mask. Uh, wink wink. So you know, let's get this on board right now. Oh, and by the way. With everything else going on, make sure that you drop that in my golf, uh, 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 move that golf tournament to my place. You know what? Because yeah. I don't put you in that job. So one hand washes the other. This is not called patience. This is not you called the, nepotism. You took this the is called you took, diabolism. You took the words right out of the investigator New York Times reporter's mouth, and we'll going to play that quote, just what you said a little bit. Let's see uh, what we have here. I think we have a special guest. With, um, yeah, hold on one second here. Yeah. Hello. Hello, caller. You're on Coast to Coast. Who's this? How are you? Hello, hello. He's got, to get, some, he's got to get somewhere so we can hear this. Hello? Hello? Can you give us a call back? Okay. Give us a call back. We can't, we can't hear you. Give us a call back. Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Oh, now that sounds oh, better. Can you I hear think. me? Yeah, there oh, we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. can hear you now. Okay. Who's calling? Awesome. This is Matt Ballenberg. Oh, Matt, how you doing? Batman Woo. baseball. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was that too early? I'm sorry. Yeah. How are you feeling there, dog? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. How are you? Where are you calling? We're fine. Where are you calling from, Nate, to let the people know across this planet, this lovely blue marble vase? Let them know where you're calling from. Calling from Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania. Oh, Just outside of Philly. Uh, I'm telling you, a hot bed mm-hmm. of baseball people, even during the coronavirus. Uh, so, mm-hmm. listen, man, uh, give us a little bit of your background, dog, about uh, where you're from and how you got to the Minnesota Twins. And if we ask you some questions about, if you want, or you want to know something, wait a minute, before you do that, how are things Sounds good. going with the, how are things going with the season, and how does that affect you? Yeah, so um, the season is – it's been shortened. Opening day is actually tomorrow um, for the major oh, leaguers. Wow. But, I, yeah, so opening day is tomorrow. It's happening. Baseball's back. Um, yeah. I didn't know if we'd make it. I thought there was a good chance we wouldn't, but uh, it's, uh, it's on the doorstep here. So very excited. Um, but the minor league season has been canceled. Um, Uh-oh. And that's sort of my oh, role is working with the minor leaguers. So, yeah. So we've had to sort of be creative and figure out a way to help the players get better for an entire year without playing any games. Um, I know how you do it. I got the answer. Nate, I've got the answer. What is it? EA Sports. (laughs) I thought it was funny. Say that again. you'll, (laughs) You'll like this, actually. So there's this, uh, there's this video game. I don't know what it's called. But it's uh, it's apparently very realistic. And our, our Twins manager, uh, Rocco Baldelli, and his whole staff, they got together about a dozen times, and they practiced managing a game via this video game so that they could stay sharp serious? with their decision-making skills. Serious. I think it's like OOTP. Don't quote me on that, on that. But it's like a game that takes all of the data possible for a baseball game and essentially runs the simulation. So it takes like three hours to play this video game. But the manager and the pitching coach and the bench coach, they got together and like a dozen times or so, and they practiced making game decisions. This is real. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, this is real. And what's the the name of this game again? I think it's called OOTP. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. I I could look it up for you. But uh, no, no. But I'm not so sure. You haven't, you, you haven't used it, but this thing came down to the grapevine that they've been using it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We just heard that they were doing it. It's uh, you know, because like you don't coach a game for, you know, the season should have started in April. We're we're months in, and you get rusty. Coaches get rusty too. So yeah, it's called Out you of know, the Park Baseball. O O T T Baseball. Okay, now I have heard the yeah. former because uh, there have been a couple other uh, radio stations talking about this. The former manager of the Phillies, Gabe Kaplan. Yeah. Uh, he's he's now uh, he's on the West Coast. Uh, he's not too far from you. Yep. Andy. Um, yeah. What's the name of the team where he's at now, uh, Nate? He's the, he's with the Giants. He's the Giants manager, San Francisco Giants. Yeah, he's been – I've heard some things that he's actually been utilizing, and I think they've made uh, – some people have made fun of him, but maybe it's the same kind of system. He's actually been using that, and, and I thought, hmm, that, that sounds a little bit weird, but the way that you're explaining it, I, I guess you're right, because 
since this thing has actually started, uh, none of you guys, e- e- even for the major leaguers, have been able to actually meet, have they? We've been having Zoom meetings, but I haven't seen another coach or player that I work with in person since March. So it's been, mm, it's been wow. tough. We've been doing everything on the phone, on Zoom, text, video calls, you know, trying to do things remotely. But we haven't been able to be in the same room or on the same field with people uh, in months. The, the major league group, they've been together mm-hmm. now for about three weeks up in Minneapolis. But right. everyone else is kind of spread out throughout the country. Um, hey, with the exception hey, of, let me ask you, of let me a ask few you, guys, we have a. Let me ask you a question, if I can. Um, just getting get back to you and, and your background, what you do with the Twins. You are you are a pitching coach, correct? Yeah. Yes. Wow. And, and and before, just give some folks some of your background. You were at Haverford College, if I'm up correct about that. That's where you you spent yeah, part of yeah, your career, yeah. and then and then went on from Haverford College to to Major League Baseball. And congratulations and kudos to you. That's fabulous. What a what a career move. That's great. So let me ask you Thank a question. You. I, I, as a as a little league coach for eight years, from eight years uh-huh. old to high school, and um, I played baseball when I was a kid. And I don't know why they're recruiting me as a coach. Uh-huh. I did. I did. I was a pitcher. I was a pitcher. You know, I, 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 that doesn't mean I got the ball over the plate. They just swung. That's all that counts, right, Nate? They swing and they missed. That's good. <laughs> That's good. So let me yeah. you, let, let's talk about this. <laughs> let, me, let me talk about this. So I think this will be of interest to our listeners as well. And let's get into the nitty-gritty of technique, of baseball, of playing, of coaching, of what these guys do. You hear a lot about, well, they need a new pitching coach. This guy got a new pitching coach. What do you, what do you actually look at? What do you do as a pitching coach? What, what is your relationship with the players, and how do you guide and, and correct mistakes and get them out of bad habits and so forth? Tell, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so the role of a of a pitching coach on all the different levels is is both the same and different, right? So like the goal of a coach of a of an 8-year-old it should just be to make sure the kids are having fun and enjoy the game. If an 8-year-old doesn't like the game, he doesn't play it. If a 9-year-old and he doesn't have a chance to get better and learn from the game. Um it's not that different. If I'm coaching a 23-year-old in in A ball, like he needs to have fun cuz he's coming to the ballpark every day for 180 days straight. So it's got to be an enjoyable experience. So it starts with making sure an enjoyable experience, building a bond, building a relationship, making sure that they know that you care about them as a person and that you care about their career. And that comes first before a single technical component even matters. So building that relationship, number one. Um, The second thing is, is I'll talk about on the professional side because that's where it sort of gets very different. Um, we have a ton of information. So we just, we just talked about that video game, right, with all the data. Well, we have yeah, right. all sorts of data and information um, on our players, and we work collaboratively within our development team. So pitching coach, strength coach, athletic trainers, directors, coordinators to create uh, development plans for each player based on the data, um, based on sort of what we think they'll need to be able to do better to move up from A ball, the double A AA to triple A to the big leagues. And then we come up with a plan of attack. How are we going to help them reach those goals? And we'll just work on those things every single day. And for player A, it might be he needs to throw harder. Player B might be he needs to develop a slider. Player C might just need to throw more strikes. Um, And it's a lot more detailed than that, obviously, but we come up with those plans and we spend each day focusing on the main thing and just trying to make sure we keep the main thing the main thing. And over the course of a year, hopefully we can – 
check off one thing and move to the next. And they're up in a level and getting closer to the big leagues. In, in speed, what do you want to see uh, in speed? Uh, little, you know, aside from strikes and balls, obviously, what do you want to see in speed uh, from a pitcher before they're able to migrate to the major, you know, to the, ma- the main team, major league? About, yeah, I mean, so big league, big league, big league average, big league average fastball is right around 93 right now, but there's a very mm. large range, right? The variance is really big. There's mm. guys who throw 83, and there's guys who throw 103. Um, wait, wait, but wait, wait, your wait, wait, average, wait. your average guy is throwing 93. Yeah. Something. And I heard, I heard you gasp, Andy, because I know you couldn't throw. No, no my, mine, mine was, mine was 33 on autopilot. <laughs> I, uh, 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 I, I got my baseball Matt. from Elon Musk. <laughs> Matt, you, wait a minute. You yeah. said that there, how many guys throw uh, the statistics? How many guys throw 103, 105? A handful, not a lot. Um, I would say cool. most teams have at least one guy who throws 100, but there's only a handful of guys who are, you know, 102, 103, but they exist. So, and there's an equally so, small amount of guys who are only throwing 83. So, yeah. That, so, so you would say the average throw, the average thrower in, in the major leagues is throwing the average. Yeah. About 93 <laughs> or so. Yeah. On average, about, about 93. 93. Yeah. You Now, you said you – in a minute, Andy, but you said you were a pitcher. You still pitch. You look to be in pretty good shape. But at, at the, uh, yeah. at, I guess at your best time, at your best uh, 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 speeds and what have you, are you a righty or lefty? I'm, I'm, unfortunately, I'm a righty. Yeah. You the wrong hand for a pitcher. Why do you say fortunately? Unfortunately, lefties uh, lefties have a big advantage. Yeah, unfortunately, lefties uh, lefties are are much more successful. If you were to take the same exact stuff for a lefty and a righty, the the lefty's going to be much more successful because they're more rare. Oh yeah. Um, Why? Hitters don't see as many. I mean, if, uh, population. Like there are more righties in the world than lefties, so there are more righties who are capable of playing at a major league level than there are lefties. Okay. Okay. Cool. You you you're, yeah. you're educating uh, you're educating me and probably the people that are listening to us. What was your highest? Uh, what was your best pitch? And and not only your best, how fast could you throw? How hard could you throw at one time? So I I didn't throw. I was a absolute junk baller. Like I didn't throw hard. I threw a lot of curveballs and sliders and changeups. I threw a knuckleball sometimes. I was a low 80s guy you know I didn't throw hard um uh, I would say when it was right my slider was my best pitch um but that didn't sort of develop until later in my career I was I was kind of relying on a lot of curveballs and change-ups until I was probably 23 um so you but I didn't throw very hard so you were uh, you were sort of like a magician you were I was I was trying to be a magician (laughs) I was not I (laughs) I was hoping to be one of those Nolan Ryan Express type, you know, one of those Bob Teller throw a hundred Sandy Koufax oh, um, type. Go ahead, but, uh, go ahead, drop some knowledge on the people. <laughs> Man, <laughs> no, okay. I was a soft tosser. I was, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, so, well, okay, you wasn't that. So you would compare yourself more to uh, – hold, hold on a minute. I'm a, and Andy, you jump in there. I, I would say you would compare yourself more to if you wasn't a Nolan Ryan or Bob Feller or Sandy Kopak, I would say you were more like a um, right-hander, right-hander. Let me see. Um, I don't. I can't think of one. But but you would compare yourself more to who? Uh, so <laughs> obviously nobody who ever played in the big leagues is not fair. Um, best comparison is like an old David Cohn, and I know this doesn't. Most people won't know who this is. But David Cohn was. Uh, he's on the yeah, Royals. He's he on the, the Yankees. He's on a lot of, of teams. Yeah. He's on the Mets. Yeah. 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 And when he was young, yeah. he threw really hard. But when he was old, he didn't. Um, I he got by a lot that. of guile. Well, my, my as a twenty-year-old, I was like a forty-year-old David Cohn. <laughs> my, my pitch, and my and back in the day, and my pitch when I was a pitcher. As a matter of fact, you guys might not know this. As a matter of fact, our listening audience might not know this. I'm going to shed some information here. I actually invented, just like Al Gore invented the internet. I actually invented the sinker ball. Uh, as a matter of fact, because when I would pitch. Oh, yeah, that was my pitch. That was the Andy Kimball pitch. Look it up. Look at Wikipedia. Who invented the sinker ball? Andy Kimball. I, I used to pitch. I would pitch. The ball went so far wide of the plate, it landed in the pond beyond the field and sank, thus the name sinker ball. <laughs> let's, get, let's get back. Let me get back. I know you're busy. You're probably working. Now, since... What do you I, think? I sprinted through this rainstorm today. <laughs> you did what? Sprint. Yeah, yeah. So for the listeners, the, for the listeners, I, I I see Lloyd often on the street when I'm running my sprints, and uh, I sprinted so, today, and there's a big thunderstorm, and I sprinted right through it. And yeah, I fell no, down no, on the change well, of direction only once. Yeah. Prejudicial 
non-biased opinion yeah. if you possibly can. I mean, obviously this will this will be biased. Like everything is is biased, whether it's I know it is or not. So I I know it is, um, but I'm going to try to be as unbiased as possible. Um, Thank you. I think they've tried their best to do a good job with the protocols. Um, there's a very long document, some of the different health protocols that allow the players to enter the facility. Um, they're splitting, like, there's a lot of rules that are promoting essentially hygiene. Um, players are not allowed to be within certain distance of each other inside. They're limiting, um, or not limiting, sorry, they're, they're, they're mandating certain uh, arrival times so everyone doesn't show up at the same time. There's multiple temperature Dang. checks throughout the day. They're getting tested on, a, I think, a, a every other day, I think, either every day or every other day. Um, mm. Most meetings are happening remotely, like on iPads, even though everyone's kind of in the same space. Uh, players are wearing masks um, like in the cages and everything. They're trying to do as much as they can outdoors. Uh, they've limited the number of, of like trainers and coaching staff so that there's not as much uh, interaction. Um, mm. Some of the players who are going to normally would be in the dugout are actually going to be in the stands so that they're six feet apart. So they've done a really good job with the regulations. I don't know if it's enough, and I think only time is going to really tell us that. Um, but I know go. they've now, tried really, really hard. Yeah. Which, which leads me into the next question. Um, since you mentioned that, have you, um, and I know they've, they've spoken to you, but have you been alerted just in case that uh, they need to expand the ranks of the of the coaching division up in the up in the major leagues? I mean, will you be put on call in case of an emergency? Uh, you know, God forbid, what uh, some of the coaches yeah. get sick or what have you and what have you, and and that oh, that's more. Yeah. Answer that, and then number two, they've expanded the roster. So, number one, I, I'm not sure actually. Um, I know we have number two will kind of help with number one. So they have expanded the rosters. Uh, usually, there's 26 players on the major league roster, and then something called the 40 man roster, and, and those extra 14 players can can more freely go go up and down from AAA to the major leagues. So this mm-hmm. year, there's a 60-man a roster instead of a 40-man. Mm-hmm. So all 60 of those players can go up and down. And they're starting the season with 30 on the active roster, dropping it to 28 after two weeks and 26 after two more weeks, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. There's also – so right now we have a group in Minneapolis and then a group right up down the street in St. Paul. Um, and the group in St. Paul is essentially some of our, our higher prospect-type players – some of our mm-hmm. guys who would who would spend some time in AAA, some time in the big leagues, like basically our 40-man roster plus 20 players, and another set of coaches there. So, so if something happens to our big league roster and our big league staff, I would assume they would kind of just bring those guys over. I think it would take mm-hmm. a, a pretty big, uh, pretty big uh, number of players to to you know contract the coronavirus. Or they would call yeah. on on me or someone someone else sort of in my ranks to to go all the way up there, and I think if that happens, that's the least of our concerns, obviously. Um, which which so also that would be brings, a bigger deal, which, I think. Right, which also brings me to the next question: Do you think that they'll complete what they've attempted, or not not to say attempted, 
But do you think that they'll complete what they've already started in regards to the season? Do you think there'll be a completion? I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. I don't know. I don't have enough data or information to, to say – I'm 60% yes or I'm 80% yes. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I don't want to, I don't want to just the other direction and say, I really hope so. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, uh, Andy, if you got anything you want to jump because I got a couple other things, but uh, I'm going to let you slide in there, dog. Yeah. They, uh, so, so this season for you and the Minnesota twins organization and other, I guess every professional baseball organization and their minor league system um is is not happening at all. Um, how, let me see this. How, do the players get paid? Do people get paid if they don't play? Good question. Yeah. Great question. So that was uh, it was left up to the teams. Um, each team oh, made its own decision as to whether or we, not we got a we got a call, leaders. guys. Let me let me grab this. Uh, hold on one second. We may have a question here for you. Let me uh, hold on a second here. But but hold sure. that thought. Hold on. I want to talk about that. Okay. You're on coast to coast. Who's calling, please? Hello, hello. Okay, all right. Okay. I'm sorry. It sounds Go ahead. Like you disconnected. Okay. Keep yeah. On. Okay. So anyway, let's get back to that. Uh, getting paid, uh, not playing. Yeah. How's? Yeah. 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 So so each team sort of made their own decision as to whether they would play the, pay their players. Um, and and I think every team, if not every team, most teams chose to pay their players in some way. Um, mm-hmm. The Twins, we, we chose to pay our players through the entire month of August, which is about when the minor league season ends. So minor league season mm-hmm. usually ends right around the end of August or first week in September or so. So we basically right. are paying our players throughout what the season would have been. So when I'm really proud of that. And obviously there's – I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. Go oh, ahead. no, I was just saying – Yeah, I was saying I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty proud of that decision. Like there's definitely some – some cases where that's a, a trickier situation. There's definitely some guys who are – so most minor – I don't know how much you guys know about this or, or the listeners know about this, but minor league baseball players don't get paid very well. Um, the big leaguers get mm. paid tremendously well, and the minor leaguers don't. So the minor leaguers for this year are all getting the same rate, um, which for some of the lower-at-level guys are actually getting paid more than they would otherwise. Um, but some of the higher-level guys who – uh, get to negotiate their contracts, they actually make like a livable wage, um, a pretty decent wage. Um, and they would be making, those guys are usually 28, 30, 27 years old, some of them houses, families, wives, et cetera. Um, so those guys who were sort of expecting like a livable wage um, for like someone with a family, right? Like a, for a 20-year-old who's living with their parents or something, the, the, the money they're getting is, is totally fine. But if you're 28, you have two kids and a mortgage, you know, the mm-hmm. money isn't quite quite enough so for those it's a small group of guys but it's 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 some guys so so those guys are struggling a little bit to uh to figure out what to do here but um i'm really proud overall of the twins and and the way that they have handled this and and paid their players and and we're we're helping them you know we're trying to remotely coach them and help them develop and use this time as as an opportunity as opposed to a a curse so um it's been really great how is that working out with, with with coaching the guys it's hard. Um, it's really hard. It's uh, you know we we ask him to send in video of their of their bullpens and their drill work and um, the the training staff is is assessing them weekly and the strength conditioning staff is assessing them monthly and and we're having calls every week and texting mm-hmm. several times a week and trying to give guys cues and ideas and creating individual programs for guys. So 
I mean, we're not going to know if this works really until next year. Like, <laughs> we can think guys are throwing better. Maybe they're throwing harder. But, like, until we step on a field and we get between the weight lines, and right. that's sort of when we'll know and, whether and, these, and, and, these, and who uh, knows that, that Right. Their, their diet might be uh, 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 a la Joel and Bede's diet, a bunch of uh, McDonald's <laughs> and uh, Arby's and yeah. a bucket of a bucket yeah. of 7-Up uh, and all of that kind of stuff and some chips and what have you. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I mean it's true. Yeah. My my next question is this: Are you guys involved in in the uh, the, the with the union stuff, the Major League Baseball PA, or or you guys aren't included in that uh, with the fact that yeah. uh, would have to be uh, uh, dealt with this year and also next year with the possibility of an upcoming strike. Yeah, so the the minor league players and the coaches are separate from that. So we're a oh, okay. different entity completely. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a whole there's yeah a whole different different thing. Different thing. Yeah. It's well, thing. listen, man. Uh, I know we got to talk about a couple other things, but this has been a blast to have you on. Uh, Andy, you got any, you. anything else you want to say to him? No, it's been a pleasure and insightful, and uh, and wish you all the best and welcome you back aboard here on the Coast to Coast show. And uh, um, and those who you know, um, you can email us at coast to coast at gmail dot com or you know give us a call at five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. This is the Coast to Coast show, Ebony and Ivory here on Blog Talk Radio. We're here every day. Uh, whatever your local time is, uh, East Coast time is 8 p.m. for an hour. I'm here on the West Coast in Los Angeles. We're at 5 p.m. here and figure out what time it is for you if you're up yet and, and can do that. We do have listeners today, and I want to welcome our listeners aboard from these countries, from Australia, from uh, Belgium, from Japan, from the U.K. I don't know, part of the U.K., London or somewhere in the U.K., um, uh, the Middle East. It looks like uh, Israel, I think, where it is. And Canada, and um, where else? Do you, do you, uh, one other quick thing. Do you have anything Sorry. else you want to add? Uh, you want to drop on us, uh, Matt, before you roll? I mean, you can stay um, here for the rest of the show, but we, we're going to talk about a couple <laughs> of the things. But uh, I, 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 sure. I think this is a I only have one note that I think you guys might like to chat about, having listened to your show a little bit. The uh, uh-huh. The guy you mentioned earlier – um, the former Phillies manager, who's now the the Giants manager, is actually the first manager to have uh, taken a knee during the anthem during the exhibition game. I think oh, yesterday. Yeah. So that was oh, a, my a pretty man. big deal. Oh, so I just figured you guys would like to know about that in case you didn't know. Thank you. Thank you. But appreciate the was time, that you guys. The clap, Andy? Thank you for that. Yes, that was a clap. I wish I had a – got to get a larger audience clap track. I'll, I'll get that. Um, hey, Nate, listen, we're welcoming you back aboard the show again another time. We'll talk some more baseball. Maybe when the season gets underway, Lloyd and I are going to be talking baseball more. We might even dedicate one day a week to sports talk, and it will be great to have you on the show uh, with your commentary. Uh, we'll, try, we'll try to keep you busy. If, if the Twins aren't going to keep you busy, we'll try to keep you busy on Coast to Coast. Yeah, yeah. You Thanks, guys. One quick question right before I let you go. What do you think the season is going sure. to be like for them? I think it's going to be stressful. Um, I think it's going to be fun because it's going to be a sprint, but it's going to be stressful mm. and hectic for everybody. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, yep. man. Thank you. Go ahead, Flash. That's what I'm going to call you. Run between them thunderclaps and them raindrops, <laughs> and I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Sounds good, guys. Thank you so much. Great having you. You take care, man. Bye-bye. Great having you on board. Take care. 
All right, good. So that was uh, Nate Bollinger. He's a pitching coach within the Minnesota Twins organization, the minor league pitching coach who um, has the season off, but will be staying active uh, in communication with his players, however they do so. Anyway, uh, Lloyd, let's get back. We have uh, oh, some time left on our show here, and, and we want to thank Nate for joining us, of course. And I want to move on with what we were talking about previously, right before we started yes, talking sir. sports. Which You know something real quick before I go back? Ed, what are, how refreshing was that? How refreshing was that, really? You know what I mean? Just to get out of that. That you know what I'm good. saying? That was good. Wasn't that good? That Just to kind good. of get out of the, 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 what we're talking about and the mode of the, you know, the, being mad as hell about all the things that we talk about, which makes everybody mad as hell. And just to have that mm-hmm. conversation was just just a breath of fresh air. That's how I feel. Well, it, 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 it was a nice change of pace, uh, a respite. Yeah. Be, but check this out. It still went around to some of the things that make us mad as hell, and we're not going to take it anymore because Kapler took a knee. And, yeah. and and we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But this is all, I mean, this has transferred, all of this stuff has transferred into the uh, quote-unquote national pastime and also in regards to what will probably happen with the National Football League, the National Basketball Association, as well as also the National Hockey League. And and also uh, uh, other things with the, the tennis and and some of the other sports that is coming back. But it was refreshing. It was refreshing and um, really knowledgeable, man. I mean, you know, it was good to have that cat on here, man, talking yeah. about some things and got you out of your comfort zone. To tell how you well you pitched? I mean, or you probably <laughs> was the slow. You probably was the slow pitch sensation. I mean, you could probably stand up there and swing swing three times by the time your pitch even got two-thirds of the way to home plate. I mean, what I learned you was you, the, you, you had this amazing you speedy – you had this amazing professional looking with a great big step ahead into the pitch. You know, you're all your body, your momentum, bam, you're winding up, and you're ready to toss this fastball, and the ball just kind of moseys to the plate. And you swing hard, and they miss it. It's amazing. It works every time. It works every time. It works every time. I'm telling I'm, you. I'm, hey, listen. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. thinking – I'm thinking about a, uh, a, a a cartoon with Bugs Bunny where <laughs> he was on the mound and he wound up and you heard the noise. It sounded like an engine, and here comes this ball, just as slow as I don't know what. And, and three guys at one time struck out. That's, that's how slow. That's how slow the ball was, and that probably was the way that you were pitching, like high catch up. Anticipation, <laughs> anticipation yeah. is making me wait. You got, got to re, you got to support your hands. You bet, you bet. Yeah. You know, again, yeah, folks, so. you're talking to uh, Ebbie and Ivory, Andy Kimball, Lloyd Booker on the Coast to Coast Show to join us at five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. Lloyd, let's move on and talk about Woody Johnson. Um, uh, we'll get right back into it real quick with the time we have uh, because it's important. Well, but, but before you do that, yep. Before you do that, let's talk yep. about a few people that might be coming up. Okay, yeah, go uh, ahead. Sure, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Tomorrow, yep. we, have, we will have jazz aficionado, Professor Marcel Bellinger, mm-hmm. uh, professor of music at Temple, who uh, played with our last concert in Philadelphia, the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. We will also have, uh, sometime next week, I hope, Zaki 
Z-Man Howes, who is also an author. And for those of you who want to look this up, he has a book called Fragments, a.k.a. Incomplete Thoughts. You can get it on Amazon.com or Barnes & Nobles. And he's also an artist. He's a rapper. He's appeared in such films as Bronx Paradise. Mo, uh, Bronx Paradise is Trevor. Mo Better Blues as uh, Young Bleak or Young Miles. And also, one of my favorite films, another Spike Lee joint. And yo, Spike, if you're listening to me, dog, come and get me and Andrew. Uh, he also appeared in Malcolm X as Young Malcolm. We will also yeah. have on, check this out, and, and I'm talking to him now, uh, Romani Malco from a night yes. school, 40-year-old yes. virgin. Weeds, he played Conrad Shepard, Think Like a Man and Think Like a Man too, in Blades of Gore, Glory. Uh, and also a friend of mine, and I, he's Ian Benner. He's a, um, he's a doctor and a scientist, Sanjay, where we will just a little bit later on. We, him and I, are the makers of a, of a skin glove. That's what I call it, where you, uh, since the COVID uh, uh, era, where you can pick up a tennis ball, you can wipe, uh, mm-hmm. wipe off the countertops, you can drive. It's called skin tight. Yeah, 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 it. yeah. So those yeah, people good. are coming up pretty soon along with Miss Sandra Brown and mm-hmm. also possibly Ian Eisenberg, Uncle Ike from Seattle, Washington. So those are some of the people that were coming up uh, coming up in the next, uh, the next I, I, few days or the next few weeks. I also weeks. have to add we did send an invitation from the show to uh, Joe Biden to join us here for conversation and also an invitation to Ringo Starr talking about his just Oh, his yeah, my man. Party. Thank you. Yeah, so yes. so we'll look out for that. Impossibly, we're trying to orchestrate that now. Yeah, and possibly you and me are from uh, we're from Philadelphia. Uh, even yep. though you live out there, in- oh, I know what you're <laughs> going to say. Go ahead, tell him. I know I know what you're about Cal- to say. California. Go ahead. Yep, the yep. Kid. Go ahead. The Gino the, the Hater, Jerry Blavitt. Jerry Blavitt. Jerry Blavitt. So yeah, we look forward to having Jerry on the show. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So what I'm going to do, uh, Lloyd, because we have and this has been great conversation and very enjoyable, and it's been as I said earlier, a a breath of fresh air, kind of getting off topic here. And even though I had a whole show of uh, agenda lined up, um, it's been a pleasure for to escape that just for a bit and um, have some casual chat, but. What I'm going to do, excuse me, is uh, is going to resume uh, talking about um, the uh, the Trump request for the Brits to bring the U.S.O. excuse me the British Open golf tournament to his own failing golf resort in Scotland for his family's personal mm-hmm. financial gain. Uh, we're going to talk, mm-hmm. resume that uh, tomorrow. We're also going to, we're also going to talk about. We're also tomorrow going to hear from. Uh, from Jay Johnson, who's the former Homeland Security chief uh, under Barack Obama, and we're going to play some audio clips of his interview where he addresses who the folks are in camouflage in Portland, Oregon. And I will say this. A lot of them are private contractors, guys who got a job with no training whatsoever, and they give them camouflage, and they say, you stand here. And and, uh, and that's absolutely true as well. And there are some also some uh, – uh, uh, Border Patrol officers mixed in. It's a mixed bag of folks who's standing uh, watch there on behalf of the federal government in Portland. I don't know how much longer they're going to be there because I know mm, the lawsuits mm, filed mm. to prevent them. You know, but, since, you know, because – yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Since you said that, I'm mm-hmm. wondering as to whether or not with the protests that are going on over there, if whether or not Trump 
if they end up saying, yeah, sure, we'll move it to your place if he's going to have uh, federal law enforcement there on the uh, grounds of the, uh, of the golf tournament to keep out the protesters as well. U.S. forces well, I, coming yeah, in. I don't think, I don't <laughs> think that's – I don't think they're going to be successful. You, you got to remember this. Do you remember that Trump also uh, said that he, uh, you know, for the G7 summit, right, uh, in the United States, he, he did an exhaustive search for the finest resorts and conference centers in the United States all over, up, down, north, south, east, west, every city, state, suburb, everywhere in the world. He even searched, uh, you know, outside the world, I heard. And what did he, what did he end up with? Uh, he said that his resort conference center in Miami was the best there was, and therefore the G7 summit should be held there. Now, okay, yeah, of course he would. This was, Just of like course, remember that it was, it was, it was yeah. dismissed. It's not, it's not happening, obviously. But for a while, it was happening, and now he goes to the, to the British embassy and says, "quote unquote, bring me the open, bring me the British open to our own U.S. embassy." Yeah. And, uh, so, and that's probably, you know, that unbelievable. Something? We're, we're going to talk about this at length uh, tomorrow. Um, so please join the show tomorrow at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 5 p.m. here in California. Um, and uh, 7 p.m. Central Time, United States, or whatever your local time zone is, this is the hour. The hour we're currently in. We have about the th- three minutes left here. Um, this is the hour in which our show normally is Monday through Friday, coast to coast, live with Lloyd Booker and Andy Kimball, the Ebony and Ivory Show. Again, our number is 515-605-9888. Lloyd, final comments. We have a couple minutes left. What do, you, what do we have to say for today? How would you wrap up the show today? Actually, this was really good. It's, uh, it's a little respite from the stuff that we usually talk about. I guess that's the term we can use. It was good to have uh, Nate on uh, from the Minnesota Twins and to talk about some of the other stuff. I'm looking forward to talking to uh, Professor Marcel Bellinger tomorrow, who is a, a jazz aficionado that actually has a couple, a couple LPs out and some of our upcoming guests. I'd love to uh, love to talk to them, and then maybe we, you know, we can all get together because you're a musician, I'm a musician, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, you know, do do some uh, do some Zoom things, and uh, let let the people get funky while they're yep. actually listening to their favorite radio heroes. Screw everybody else. You and me are their actual idols. Andrew, Andy, Kimball, and Lloyd, the Funk Man Booker on Ebony yes. and Ivory Coast to Coast. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to all of this, man. Yeah, we have some exciting shows uh, coming up, some exciting uh, conversation and topics that we're going to talk about. Full uh, agenda here that we're going to be covering um, over the next week or so. And, of course, as we said earlier in the show, who knows what we're going to talk about and when because every day we wake up and you read the headlines and you're, you know, you scratch your head. I'm going to get a bald spot soon. It's just un- <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Not me, dog. I'm gonna let my throat go, Jack. I'm gonna put some tough in this thing, man, and, and go ahead and do and, and let this stuff lay fried, die, and get it laid to the side. Every hey, morning, hey, hey, man. Clo- before you do it, close with a little bit of that, uh, a little bit of that network flavor, baby, because that's the flavor that we savor. Put that I want you we actually to want. get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I want you to get up right now. 
Get up, go to your windows, open them, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Things have got to change. Hey, folks, we'll see you tomorrow. Coast to Coast Live, signing out. All very best, everybody. Peace, one love.